Welcome to Shot Callers. I'm your host, Dennis Postema, and tonight we have a very, very special guest, Kirstie Worth. Kirstie, I'm so happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I mean, me too, because it's, it's very personal. So first of all, Kirstie is an educator, an integrative health coach, and a founder of Cultured Wellness. So it's going to be an exciting show for us today. Okay, just to get started. So you started in in with cultured wellness. Let's let's back up and start from the beginning. Why did you originally start the business? Well, it's interesting. Like when I reflect on it, it's it's the the business I never wanted to have. Like it's just, you know, like I was so happy in my space in education and come from a you know a long sort of background of education, teaching either outdoor education and rock climbing and whitewater rafting or teaching in schools or university and you know I was just happy cruising along doing my love of what I like to do and my parents owned a business when I was growing up and I, I like I remember saying constantly I would never do that who would run a business and so you know here I am six six years in running running a business and um, I couldn't love it more you know as I reflect on it I couldn't love it more and it's because it's so purpose-driven and and it comes from a reason so my son was extremely unwell. And, and in fact, you know, I have been unwell with gut issues for a significant majority of my life. So you normalize very quickly having diarrhea sort of 10 times a day and having stomach cramps and low energy and poor sleep. Like it's just like my grandma had it, my mum had it, and then I had it, my sister had issues. And so it's like, oh yeah, this is just what our family does. We have gut issues. Yeah. And, you know, never once did it kind of enter into our minds that, oh, you could possibly get a test to look at what the problem is or this, this doesn't have to be your life. This doesn't have to be what it is. And so it wasn't on my radar. And so I just put up with it, lived with it. And it wasn't until my son became very unwell after going to Fiji and we were at a surf camp over in Fiji and he contracted Giardia, which... Um, if anyone's had Giardia, you, just the sound of it will make you freak out and, you know, be fearful. And it's just, you know, coming out of all ends and it's horrible and the cramps and the pain. And um, in Australia, we kind of liken it to calling it barley belly where, you know, it's okay. just, de just debilitating. So he, he had that Giardia and then he just kept getting it. And he would have, you know, the antibiotics and he'd have all of this stuff and, and it, he kept getting it and his gut issues continued to get worse. And then we noticed at about 18 months, a significant change in his learning and development. So he was this, you know, bright, beautiful boy. And then, yeah, 18 months, it just, the trajectory completely changed. So by the age of three and a half, he was completely nonverbal. There was no communication skills. He wouldn't look at anyone. He'd just lie on the floor and scream all day and scream all night. And so, you know, the classic sort of diagnosis at that point was um, autism. So your son's autistic. 
and he's never going to speak. He's never going to go to a normal school and he'll probably live with you for the rest of your life. And, you know, his prognosis is, is really bad. And so from, you know, having this beautiful baby and this 12 month old boy at a surf camp, just thinking like he's, you know, the next Kelly Slater and, you know, all that kind of stuff yeah. to then, to then like, oh my gosh, like he's never going to communicate or talk or go to school or play sports or, um, you know, have a girlfriend, like our whole life just, just came crashing down in that moment. And then, um, you know, I'm really stubborn and I love yeah. research. And yeah. I just, you know, I was like, you know, I've got these gut issues and I feel crap and I can't remember things and I'm constantly fatigued and can't sleep and have rashes all over my body. Like, is it actually possible that there's something else? And then my husband, who is an emergency nurse, said, you know, if someone turned up in the emergency room with this chronic yellow diarrhea, We'd go and get them sectioned. We'd, you know, go and get the test. We wouldn't just diagnose them with some random thing without investigation. And so that's right. when I, you know, I would I was studying a PhD at when Noah was born. And that's when I started applying that skill set that I had learned and then applying my, you know, husband's skill set. And um, yeah, sure enough after loads of investigation and at that time this was you know over 10 years ago you couldn't just turn up and get a test you had there was no one around to to talk to about these things and so we finally found um the appropriate testing and the appropriate support and yeah my son had clostridium difficile so did I and my daughter had significant gut issues as well so it's like now we're getting somewhere now yeah. there's a reason why this behavior and the research is very clear. The toxins from that bacteria in your gut leak into your brain and stop brain function, cognition and development. So really is he autistic or is his brain on fire because his gut's on fire? So we um, went on this grand adventure and we um, connected with a research team in Canada who were doing um, gut transplants, so fecal microbial transplants for Clostridium difficile. And so we sold our house. We did a fundraiser. I don't know. I would have sold off parts of my body if I needed to. And we sure, yeah. you know, gathered enough resources and we flew to Canada and um, we were on this research project. And like Noah, my kids are, you know, sort of the first in the world to have that FMT procedure done, and um, from it, from that, can I, can I can I stop you really quick on that? On that, is it does it work like a flare up? So like I mentioned, I I had ulcerative colitis. Does it work like a flare up? Is you're going to the restroom like a couple times an hour during a bad episode? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so so anybody yeah. who's ever experienced that, not only I mean you mentioned with the brain function, but I mean you're also not sleeping. And if you are sleeping, it is not quality sleep. So I no. just want to throw that in there because you mentioned a point I think that I always forget about is how miserable I was for that part. Oh. So sorry, go ahead. So you went I to know. Canada and yeah, went to Canada and, and we had this transplant. And like the next day, he started saying mum and started like looking at me in the eye and then would say train. I'm like, 
can, do you, can you speak? Do you know words? Like what's going on here? And, and then I was having the procedure done too. And so suddenly I'm like, wow, that's how you go to the toilet in the morning. Like, you know, yes. this, is, this is normal. So, you know, we have- How does the transplant work exactly? How does that, yeah. how does it work? Yeah, so through using antibiotics and with from using bowel prep, you basically just completely annihilate what is in your gut microbiome to so kill off okay. all of the bacteria in there good or bad and then you replace it with someone else's microbes from their gut and then you start to grow a whole new gut microbiome so i as an australian have a canadian gut so <laughs> there you go i know national so i love it I know. So I'm always joking, like, you know, the waffles and the maple syrup, like, yes, I need that. I've got a Canadian gut. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. So, so with the antibiotics, with the, so like, when I, when I found out my diagnosis with, with ulcerative colitis, I actually was diagnosed. So I went in and I, they gave me antibiotics and I ended up getting C. diff. So, yeah. and, which is exactly, you know, where all no. the good and the bad go out. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, they they treated it and treated it couldn't figure it out and I ended up in the hospital and they found out then they tried to do a full colonoscopy and found out that it was ulcerative colitis so that's uh -huh. why I, uh, it's uh that's why it's very fascinating to me how it how it all works um and yeah when how long ago did they start doing these transplants for this yeah, so, um, you know, that at that time, sort of 10 years ago, was extremely exploratory. And, yeah. um, you know, it's been happening for eons of time. Like in Chinese medicine, it's in the books from centuries ago called yellow soup. Okay. And then, yeah. um, you know, and elephants, you know, when their newborns are sick, they encourage their newborns to eat the mum's stool. It's all gross, but... You know, it, it's in the literature, it's out in sort of nature and how nature behaves. Many, many animals do it. So, and even when I thought, oh my gosh, this is crazy having this transplant, I told my papa and then he's like, oh yeah, when our cows get sick, that's it. That's everything that we do. That's what farmers do. So it's, it's not as if it's this new um you know new thing that's not been around it's just that it's new in a medical procedure sure so um yeah it's certainly more prevalent now it's definitely something that I'm seeing more and more and now I support patients before they go into the procedure and then after the procedure to because you've got to hold on to those bugs you got to you, gotta, <laughs> you know keep that bacteria growing and developing and looking after it so um, yeah, but that's sad that you had C. diff because, of course, C. diff creates the colitis, the inflammation yeah. in the gut. And yeah. yeah, like everyone's roadmap would be different if this information was out in the community. So yeah. which is which is my job. Yeah. And that's I, and I want to get into that, too. But I want to touch on something. You talk about support before and after the procedure. Do You see, I know, like for me um, and you probably have seen this as well. Do you see a lot of mental trauma as far as when you're going through a stressful moment like this? Because I mean, I know for me, mentally, it was just as hard as it was physically and physically it was overwhelming. But I mean, do you help people with that as well? Yeah. F funny you should ask that because I'm currently running a lecture series on anxiety and the gut microbiome. 
so mental health and the gut microbiome. So all of our neurotransmitters that we need to feel buoyant, resilient, robust, like our dopamine, our serotonin, our GABA, they are all created in the lining of our gut. So if our gut is this big red inflamed mess, then our brain just doesn't get the appropriate neurotransmission and messages to feel joyful. Our brain gets the message, this is all crap and everything is bad and be on high alert, be stressed, be scared, be fearful. So it's um, it's something once again, like when I first started learning about this, you know, 15 years ago now, if not longer, we only knew about the bacteria that lived in there. Okay. And then we started to learn about the bacteria that shouldn't be living in there, but are like C. diff. And yeah. then we started learning about well, hang on a minute, what does that bacteria do? And now we know so much about the bacteria, the good guys create these metabolites. And that's where our health comes from, is what they actually create. And so the landscape of the knowledge over this last sort of 15 years is, is just phenomenal. And it changes, like I can't keep up. Like when I first started researching, I could keep up with the new research. I'd, I'd read a new paper every, you know, couple of days and I'd be able to keep up. Now, like, you know, we have a team of people trying to read this stuff and we can't keep up. There's so much research and funding and information. It's, it's cool. It's really cool. It really is. Why do you, where do you think it all changed? And I mean, I, I see, I, your, first of all, your story and your business excites me because there's such a need. I know over in America, I I can't even tell you. I just we just started seeing maybe I think two years ago, like different things on TV about um, gut health and ulcerative colitis yeah. and things like that. And I've been, you know, I think it was 10 years ago I had reconstructive surgery. And yeah. so, I mean, it's it just seems like it's just finally getting into the like the norm and, and getting talked about. Why, why do you think that is? And what do you think is changing? I, were we afraid to talk about it? Or what do you think it was? Yeah, I, I think certainly like, you know, sitting around talking about your stool isn't exactly dinner <laughs> dinner conversation. So there's probably that, yeah. um, you know, and there's cer certainly even in Australia, there's certain subsets of society that are really conservative and it's all yeah. undercover. You wouldn't talk about, you know, how many trips to the bathroom you have a day. Yeah. And so, yes, there, there's the societal yeah. norms. There's also, um, it's not it's not the traditional medicine approach. Sure. And so there, there needs to be a complete mindset shift from um, practitioners, GPs, for example, gastroenterologists. And what we're learning now is very different than what they learned in medical training. And so that's that's a massive shift in, in norm and mindset and learning and ego and all of those sorts of things that come along with certain practitioners. Um, and also when when you have a you know a gut issue, really the appropriate diet, looking after your nervous system, your stress response, your lifestyle, eating fermented foods, a lot of it you need to do yourself and it's not a pill to pop and it's not, you know, it's not medicine that where there's a lot of funding and where there's a lot of money involved. Yeah. And so then that sort of changes the landscape of um, how much research goes into it and who gets involved and who gets behind it. 
And, you know, when your gut's well, you're well. And then you yeah. don't require you don't require any more medications and this and this and this, which a lot of our pharmaceutical you know industry is based on. So yeah. you know, yeah. there's there's that whole complexity involved. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll give you a couple of examples of, of of really big warning signs for me when I was getting treated. Uh, yeah. One time I went to the nurse practitioner and he pulled out at the time was a Palm Pilot, and he looked up online symptoms that I was having and what to do about it while he was in the office with me i was like oh my gosh there's there's no way this can be good because i know how google works right so so you know he was doing that the second thing is um when i went to the specialist and so the big thing with me was they they said i was on prednisone and i was like 20 like six or 27 yeah. at the time and they said they said Dennis at your age what will happen is your all your other organs will fail to keep you healthy because of the prednisone so the only thing that would get rid of a flare-up was prednisone and I went to the specialist and he said you know and because I'm in a very small town and I, this was a bigger town he said um they've been doing this procedure for three years you know where they reconstruct it and whatever and I said well do you mind if I go to Cleveland Clinic he goes no you might as well go to the best so I go to Cleveland Clinic And they had been doing this surgery, they said, since 1981. Yeah, wow. And so they had two floors of colorectal surgery. So imagine my disbelief just on a two-hour drive, you know, how much different it is. So I can only imagine what you see and the the amount of difference in different areas of of the importance of what's going on. Yeah, totally. And, you know, Culture Wellness is an international company. So, like, I have patients in Iceland and South Africa and the US and Norway and obviously, you know, lots in Australia. And, yeah, it's just phenomenal what um, the care and the information that I see being distributed around different countries and the support that's available some are great, some are not great. And like you said, it's yeah. isolated isolated to towns, to regional communities. And that was the big reason for me to set up Culture Wellness as a virtual clinic. I never had this dream of like, well, I'm going to go international. Like I couldn't yeah. care less about those things. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure that the information that I wanted to provide to people could go to rural communities. It could go to communities that are disadvantaged it shouldn't matter. And yeah. so, you know, that was a big reason why I sort of set, set up things the way that I did. That's, that's awesome. And I commend you on that because I, I own a nutrition company as well. And ah. it's amazing, amazing to see how much gut health and the different supplements that are starting to come out. So like when I read that part of, of what you did in the book, so tell me what, um, what is it? Give it, give us some warning signs that we should get checked out for gut health, early warning signs, if you have some. Yeah. So your gut doesn't lie. Every single day when you eliminate, you are getting the best barometer of what's going on within your gut and with your health. So you need to be checking your stools. And if you're not eliminating at least once a day, then there's a problem. So we want to be eliminating every day and we want to have nice formed stools. And if that's not happening, that's your first warning sign. So it's as simple as that. Like, wow. you know, yeah. So people wait until it's extreme and yeah. they're, they're on the toilet constantly and they've got all these problems. But um, I would be getting an investigation if you've got, you know, three or four days of that happening. I would be looking at finding out why. 
And so, of course, you have those overt symptoms. So the bloating, sure. the gas, the rashes, the, um, you know, constipation or extreme diarrhea. Like they're all pretty well known now that that's your gut. Yeah. But what is now um, very, you know, becoming very clear and it's not talked about enough is, yes, mental health. So if you have mental health issues, you've got a gut issue. It's just that it's being more reflected in what's going on in your mental health rather than in your gut. So you can have an extreme gut issue and not have any typical gut symptoms. So that's a really important piece of information that we know now and um, that, that you know, all of us, the community needs to get our heads around. Yeah. What, what are some of the mental health issues? Is it is that very generalized or are there specific ones that they found out or is it just a, a lot of different mental issues? Yeah, there's great studies on anxiety, really okay. great studies. I mean, there's a study about 40 women that were given a probiotic drink for six weeks and um, there was a, you know, a control group and then the test group. And then, um, you know, the test group, all of their anxiety barometers in, you know, the test results had completely come down, whereas in the, you know, the control group, they they hadn't changed at all. And all that applied was one specific bacteria strain and in that probiotic drink, which was the lactobacillus rhamnosus. So we know anxiety, um, we know a lot of OCD. So, um, you know, that sort of, um, you know, constantly compulsive disorder, lots of information on autism, Asperger's, global development delay. Um, there's some great research on bipolar and schizophrenia, um, depression. Yeah. So like mental health, the umbrella of that, there's research for pretty much, um, you know, all conditions. So, and just low mood, you know, you don't have to have a, a diagnosed mental health condition. You can just feel low and feel like flat and feel really off as well. What would you suggest to somebody? So I know like with, with, I do, I do coaching as well. And I know that anxiety, you know, when we get anxiety, the body's telling us something's wrong. Right. And we try to ignore it and we try to diagnose it different ways. And I'm definitely not trying to speak like I'm a physician, but I just know that, you know, when we get anxiety, the body's telling us something's wrong. What do you suggest that somebody, how, how do we get wrap around that? Is it probiotics or what would you suggest for somebody? That's that's a big problem that we have that I see. What do you do for people? So the first thing that I would suggest is to take out what's causing the inflammation. So your gut can be on fire and your brain can be on fire. So pull out what's inflaming your body. And if we're all honest with ourselves, we know what it is. It's either the alcohol, it's the donuts, it's the sugar, it's the grains, it's the processed fast food. I mean, you guys, I mean, I've spent a lot of time in America. Holy smokes, you've got fast food. Yeah. You know, everywhere you turn and everything's big. So it's just so much pressure on your digestive system. You can't go out and eat without it being an enormous amount of food. I mean, just changing that and taking off the pressure from your digestive system would help. So the first thing is just pull back and calm everything down. So don't, you know, go and find the latest pill or product or supplement, just pull back on things and then get some sleep. So that's a really big one. So, um, 
getting off the screens at night, going to bed early and allowing your body to recover and cool down the inflammation. And then after that, yes, you know, have some fermented foods, get into some bone broths and replenish and look after your gut by eating, you know, a diverse amount of vegetables and, um, yeah, you know, fermented foods, just go for the fermented foods. <laughs> so, yeah. Let me, let me, let me combat that. There's a reason why you guys over there in Australia are allowed to have gravy fries at McDonald's and we're not because we would just overindulge. <laughs> In America, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a that's a good example. They just say they just say McDonald's just says no, we don't want that lawsuit, right? Classic. Classic. <laughs> so so yeah. that's why so we we love them by the way over there. That's a, that's what we have friends over there in Australia. So uh, uh, awesome. Awesome. So yeah. What, what do you suggest daily for just what do you suggest nutrient-wise daily for everybody's gut health? Yeah. So um consistently having therapeutic probiotic foods like that's a non-negotiable it creates such a wonderful environment in your gut for beneficial microbes to grow and so it's like you know you've got your house and you want friends to come over and you want them to hang out and you want them to feel comfortable and stay for dinner and have a good time you know and you you set you set up a nice little couch and you give them some water and you you know you just make everything lovely for your crew to come over it's the same in your gut you want those bacteria to be happy and multiply and support you and so you've got to create the environment so they stay and they stick around and not the environment for worms and parasites and so forth to come in so to do that the fermented foods and you know put some in for breakfast have some with your lunch have someone with your dinner so that is as simple as having like a tablespoon of sauerkraut on the side for your dinner yeah. having a bowl of yogurt for breakfast so forth but when it comes to fermented foods not all fermented foods are created equal so you need to choose fermented foods that have got very high CFU count, which is that colony forming unit. So the strength of the probiotics. And you want to choose ones that have got um, a a really robust amount of bacteria strains in them that you know support health, which is why I developed my culture wellness culture starters, because there wasn't anything available. So I had to create my own. But um, and then you know you're you're affecting change in the gut. It's therapeutic. Because I don't know about you guys. I oh, know I, I have seen it when I was over there last, but in Australia, you know, everyone's chugging down kombuchas and they're chugging down these drinks and this is full of sugar. There's no yeah. beneficial, you know, therapeutic benefit from them and <laughs> it makes me gross. So what would you do? So like in my situation, I can't have vegetables because they just, because I don't, without having a corn, you know, everything just, moves right on through and so what would you suggest that I do to to get those different nutrients because obviously gut health is so important as you said for my mental state and everything else what would you suggest I do yeah yeah so how are you you still consuming your nutrients by the mouth how are you consuming nutrients I'm I'm trying to have as much vitamins as possible and eat as good like eat very well and not but you know, really, I try to take a supplement with uh, like a vegetable supplement, but 
other than that, you know, I don't know. I definitely, I didn't know. I didn't know that's a question I was going to ask you. I don't know if probiotics, like a probiotic supplement would be good for me or not. Yeah. So you, you're better off starting with fermented foods because you know that they'll actually reach the spot where they need to go. Um, right. a, a lot of, pro, there are great probiotics out there, but there's probably one company in every 20 and the efficacy yeah. of them actually reaching where they need to go is quite low. And okay. the strains that they choose aren't strains for what our gut needs. So yeah. yeah, like you'd start off with, and for you, like having a, you know, like a coconut yogurt, like the culture wellness coconut yogurt and having it blended down. And so it's really easy, okay. very nutrient dense, but easy on the digestive system. And, and then lots of bone broth. I mean, I have our patients on six cups of bone broth a day. Um, oh, wow. to, yeah, it's full of nutrients and amino acids and glycine and proline to plug up and those holes in the gut and support the gut. Um, so making it really readily absor absorbable. So if you're in this like state of inflammation, you need to have you know, pureed food. We need to yeah. kind of go back to basics and assume we've got this little child's, you know, toddler gut and it needs to be nurtured as we would, would have with them. Yeah. Wow. That's so that's I'm not done with you yet. We're gonna we're gonna have you on two inspire as well. But first I gotta I gotta do my job here and oh, ask yeah. for this book. So what was it like being interviewed by Edwina and and being part of the book? Oh, it was wonderful. So Edwina and I have done a few interviews previously. So then we had so much doing fun doing the book interview because we had formed a beautiful friendship beforehand. So I, I enjoyed it even more because we could have some fun. And of course, it was so funny because she asked me a question like, what, um, what's your best strategy for getting rid of procrastination and of course I answered just get up and do a handstand straight away and she was I, like what <laughs> who says that so, I saw that I saw that does that really work yeah yeah well it oxygenates the brain and then you're like oh I'm back on let's go I know but what if I have a bunch of injuries from doing the handstand does that count I mean so yeah. I mean procrastination you can just, might work yeah. but I have a broken arm Oh, classic. You can just put your legs up or you can do a, you know, a shoulder stand. There's heaps of other ways that you can do it. But yeah. I'm not as athletic as I used to be, so I don't know if I could try it, but I'll, but I'll see what I can do. So, uh, well, can we get there's no, there's no excuse. I got my dad starting to do handstands at 65. So. Oh, I'm not saying I won't try. I promise I will try. <laughs> I, I'm just saying it, it might end badly. I will definitely try until I can do it. So, yeah. um, <laughs> So how can they get a hold of you, Kirsty? Oh, yes. Yeah. So the either via the Cultured Wellness website. Now, it's spelled cultured with a K. So culturedwellness.com. And then, of course, just on the usual socials. So on my Instagram, you get to see a lot more of my sort of family, personal life and me, you know, mountain bike racing with my kids and rock climbing and crazy stuff. And and um, via Facebook is where I do all of my education series and workshops. And we've got a big support group in the Facebook. So it's a private support group of answering these kinds of questions. I have a team of practitioners that um, moderate that 24-7. So it's, um, you know, it is, the, the whole thing is set up for support and education and helping people. And then, um, yeah, we work with people if they need to work more closely with us on the program. 
I love it. So thank you so much for being on the show. I have learned so very much. It is so excellent. Um, I look forward to talking more because I know as long as you let me interview you again, I'm not done with you. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I look forward to talking to you more. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super grateful. Uh, thank you very much. All right. See you guys later.